I wasn't sorry at all to leave the side of the road. Because I saw what my children were going through and ourselves. And, uh, well, I was reared in the house myself until I got married on the road. So, I, I well, I was on the side of the road, but I never liked it. But I, I, I had no other choice. I wanted to wait there until such things, time that I get to some place. So that's how it was. No nostalgia, no regrets for a way of life that certainly had its share of hardships for Mrs Jane Ward, her tinsmith husband Jack and their large family. Now happily settled in the house of their dreams in Kingsland, just outside Athenry, County Galway. Agreed, it was a tough way of life. But wasn't there a touch of romance at all about the open road? The song they wrote that was very wrong because they hadn't that good of a dime at all. Why would they? Not at all. If they, if I'm telling you, if they were out like we were out, the song would be turned the other ways. Not the way as it is. Or why would it be romantic? I think it's no life for anybody. How did you feel? Can you remember now your first feelings about the house, you know, when you moved in? Oh, I can, yes. I can, of course. What is, I, well, I thought... I, I couldn't believe when my daughter said she, that uh, the key was got, you see. So my husband then came, and he told me, and he brought the furniture and himself and my son. So I said, I'm not going up now around four o'clock in the evening. <laughs> I didn't know how to face my neighbours. I thought they'd be, you know, looking out, and, but they didn't. We have lovely neighbours here. So that night, now we were very happy. All we were, was, was missing now was the fire. We couldn't put on our fire because we had no lights. So that's the only thing that was missing. Otherwise, we were very happy. We were delighted. You're lucky with your neighbours, you say? Oh, yes, very nice. We have lovely neighbours here. But the start of the ward's life together was on the road, and rather romantically at that, as Margaret, one of their daughters, relates. My father and mother, um, well, they ran away. <laughs> it wasn't really a match, but they ran away, and then once they ran away, you know, it was, they'd go away for a night and come back, and then they had to get married. And... That's how a lot of them, but not not now. They don't do that now. A lot of the young people either does not match or just get engaged themselves. But um, ten, even five or ten years ago, if you ever heard of anybody ever heard of a traveller getting engaged, there'd be a laugh at them, you know, because 
the, the, they'd be talking about how they'd afford the ring and wouldn't be able to afford the wedding that was going to follow. <laughs> but, um, a, lot of, a lot of the older travellers are very suspicious of, of um, dances and all things like that. <coughs> but they're, they're changing as well, you know. But let's hear it in Mrs Ward's own words. Well, I ran away with him because I, we, we were in love, both of us. He was fond of me and I was fond of him. And uh, that's how it was. So we got married in Tume. And we had a nice wedding. And I was 16 and he was 21. So we're together since. We never parted. So that's how it was. Was he a good man? Oh, very good man, yes. Very good. He wasn't lazy. And he was always working. Wherever he get the shit in, he'd bring it back. So when I was rearing my kids, there was no such thing as money. It was very scarce. So we managed. We kept them together anyways. And what were days on the side of the road really like? Years ago, the weather wasn't as bad as it, is, as it was when we were airing these. The weather wasn't too bad that time. That's over 38 years ago when our first one. And the weather was fine that time, different to what it is now. But I wouldn't like to go out and rear a family now on the side of the road. Now, this present day, I'd start again. Tell me about what your day used to be like now in the camp, about you know the time you'd get up in the morning and what you'd do all day long and what your husband would do. Oh, well, I had plenty to do. When I get up in the morning, I'd have to say, get a breakfast first, then wash the kids. Then I'd start maybe to wash. I was all, I'm nearly always washing, even to this present day. I had my hands in the water. And uh, when they were small, well, there was no one going to school because the first, my first few never went to school because they never got the chance to go to school wouldn't be left in places because we'd be only one night in each place when uh, we'd be put out us the girls come on and put us off the road onto the next place and one night there and so that's how it was we never got a week in one place at all were the people cruel to you were the guards cruel to you no, they weren't so nice but uh, there's difference in the guards today and 30 years ago well, there is a big difference. What way? Well, uh, they're, um, they won't put them off the side of the road today. But they would that time. They don't do it now, though. Do you remember any particular incident like that that really hurt you? Uh, being put off the side of the road? Oh, yes, I do. I was... Um, my two youngest had the measles. And uh, we had... Uh, we were in the camp and it was raining, snowing, it was very bad weather. It was summertime, it was in the month of March, but we had snow. And uh, the two of them had their measles. So I had to take them up out of the bed and change them from one camp to another. And it wasn't, it was the girls that put us out of it. We had to go. And it was only about three miles up the road we had to go. So I thought it was very hard. 
I wouldn't like it to happen today to people that's on the side of the road. We had very hard times. We had... For example, now? Oh, we had very hard times on the side of the road. We had... And... As I said, the Burra was on our... The Burra was on our putting us off. We weren't wanted anywhere. No. We were not. So I, I came here within Tathan Rye, and it was an awful cold day, it was the month of November. So I was we going to school down in June, and I said, I come to Tathan Rye, and I'll put you to school. Girls or girls not. So we pulled in, and we were five years in the one place. We never left it. I sent my kids to school, so that was the end of the road. We never went back on the road in the morning. Being on the side of the road, though, sometimes had its compensations. Summertime is lovely. And to be near plenty of water, and you could take the children down and give them a good washing and take out all your clothes and wash them and air them. I think there was never such a thing as a flea on the side of the road. No such thing as that. They didn't get time to wait there. <laughs> They're either blown away or washed away. <laughs> and did Mrs Ward ever go out to beg? Jack used to go out and provide. I never went out. I don't think I ever went out early at all. He was always a provider. Now you were an exception then amongst the travelling people, weren't you? I was, of course. And I'd be up and told that too. <laughs> no, I didn't. I never done much like that at all. No. Jack was always there because the kids were, the children were small and there wasn't much between any of them. So they were all, they were all small. So there was no one there but myself and I'd have to be there to mind them. So it was bad with her. I couldn't take them out. He was always there then. Go out to provide for them, which he did. You were never hungry, were you? No. I wasn't. No, I was never hungry. The weather was a recurrent theme in the ward's conversation, even when Margaret was speaking of the move into a house. I didn't believe we had got the house when we had it because it had been told to us so many times before. And even to the day we went in, I didn't think we had they had gone in because I was at work, and they had gone in. I didn't believe it, you know. So we came up that evening, and they were in. And they were in all right, <laughs> and um, so even for weeks after, I couldn't believe that we had a house. You know, there was water there, and so I really, I, I just, just you couldn't really compare the difference between a house and a camp, you know. What was the most thing that struck you about it that was different? Well, you never knew if it was raining outside or not. <laughs> and the wind, well, it didn't bother you, you know. Um, if it was raining outside when you were in a camp, well, you're bound to know because the water's running in and and you can hear it. But you can't really hear it. It doesn't bother you when you're in a house. But it does when you're in a camp because you don't know what time you're going to be washed out of the place. But there was another view of living on the side of the road. It was much more fun, really, because um, there was lots of things to play with. You know, you'd have plenty stones and sticks to play with. 
and um, there's more space to play with and you could go out and play in the fields or in the grass or you could swing on trees but children don't see the travelling children that live in, even in houses today don't uh, they can't go out and play in trees because they don't have that much space even if the houses they're living in houses and um, our children that are living in uh, travelling children that are living in uh, caravans they don't have any place to play at all and but we did have years ago really. and um, it was it was much more fun really and I think it was more healthier really because uh, when they're living in caravans now the the caravans are pushed up together and uh, there's no water really or toilet or anything but years ago when we were living out the country you you know there was always we were always living beside a river or something and um, you couldn't have a swim in the river or something and um, I seem to think it was much healthier really How did you feel about people, you know, children from settled communities and settled houses, did you think that they looked down on you when you were travelling? Um, sometimes they did. Well, I think they did. When um, You didn't know them. But once you got to know them, then they didn't really, you know. They just accepted you for what you are. But if you met strange children, they'd probably call your names. They would sometimes call your names. But... We used to call them names as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of names? Do you remember any of the names they used to call you and what you used to call them back? Oh, they'd call you Tinker, you know, and things like that. But we'd, we wouldn't have any names to call them back, so we'd probably hit them or something. You know. Or well, if there's anything wrong with them, if they had big ears or short hair or something, <laughs> we'd call them that. But... Um, when you're out the country and there's children that you don't know and they'd say anything to you and you'd say anything to them, you know. So this is really the time when you'd, you'd let go and call them any names. But when you're going to school then and you get to know the children and they'll play with you and play with them, you won't really call them any names. And um, except they'll, they'll start, if they started, you know, but while in Athenrhyne now, I never, any of the children never called me any names, you know, when I was going to school. But um, they used to play with us, they used to come up to the camp and play with us. And it was very nice, you know. What about clothes now? Did you have as many clothes as they had? And No, no, we didn't really, you know. Um, well, if we had two dresses now we say you'd have to wash them uh, if we had to wear them for the week you'd have to wash them a few times you know but we didn't have we couldn't have different clothes every second or third day really and did you feel that badly um, sometimes now we were say if there's a special occasion at school you wouldn't have a different dress well some other children the other children would have different clothes but you wouldn't maybe that day but you'd soon forget you know so um, 
I might feel bad about it there, but after a while I wouldn't I'd forget about it. Can you tell me some of the games you used to play when you were living at the campsite? Oh. I used to make dolls out of um, uh, stones. And um, what was the name of the game we used to go around? You know, crows, we used to play crows. and How did you play that? Oh, I can't remember now. It's such a long time ago. I can't really remember. Can anybody remember? There was a group of people of about um, 12 or 13, and depending on how many you had, and there was two leaders, and um, the, peop- the people, uh, the bigger ones got in front and the smaller ones got behind. And the leader of this, this gang here tried to grab people from behind that gang and tried to get as many people over to their gang. How old was Margaret when she moved into the house? I was 16. I don't know, was it 16 or... About 16 and a half, I think I was. But I was working at the time. And um, once I start working, then things begin to change because I get my own money and I could um, buy my own clothes. And I... um, Well, I could buy things then, and I was okay. I thought I was, and I was. And, um, well, work kind of occupied as well. School, sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't, you know. Come gather round people wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you have grown And accepted that soon you'll be drenched to the bone If your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone For the times they are a-changing Many settled travellers would seem to agree, like the wards, that it was no harm at all for the old ways to change. The future for the ones who have houses looks a lot brighter. I asked Mrs Ward, the settled housewife, what she wants for her children. Well, I'd, well, one thing I want for them is not to go on the side of the road. If they got married, not to go out on the road again. I don't like it and I don't want them to go out. And uh, it comes to time that they get a good match and get a house... But apart from that, if they don't, I don't want them on the side of the road. Would you try and make a match for them? No. No. That's their own decision. (laughs) I wouldn't do that. (laughs) Because making matches isn't isn't very nice. It could be broken up. It could be... And when they won't have the part of the father or mother, it'll be on themselves then. See, when the mother, father and mother won't bother and make it for them. What kind of a fellow do you think would be a good match for them, apart from now the house, apart from providing a house? What kind of qualities would you be looking for in a fellow? Or what kind of a job do you think would be the right kind of job to have? Well, I suppose a, a labourer, something like that, you know. But apart from the tinsmith... 
There's no such thing now as a tinsmith. They're all gone. All the travellers now are all working, you know, either in factories or someplace. And do you think that's right? Well, I suppose it is. They're changing. And they're changing for the best, too. They are. Because it's not, as I said, there's no tinsmith. They're all gone now. Well, Jack now is a tinsmith, and he does a bit of chimney sweeping as well, does he? Chimney sweeping, yes. He does a bit of chimney sweeping. And he, he makes buckets. But there's no tin. There's no tin to be got. So it's the galabanise now that he makes the buckets from. The eldest son of the family had followed in his father's footsteps, but... Well, he's a scrap dealer now. He's living in Chew. Did most of the tinsmiths go into scrap eventually? They do, if they rise in any ways at all, you know, if they come up in the world, they will. They'll have their own glory or some some transport. So they gather up then. Three of the ward girls still live at home. Kathleen, Margaret and Anne. They're ambitious and want to make something of their lives. Yeah. We're leaving next year. And I hope to go to Aer Lingus. Well, that's what I want to do anyway, but I don't know. You want to be an air hostess? Yeah, hopefully. Have you always wanted to do that? Well, no, it's just sailed the year before last year now that I really thought You'd like to see a bit of the world, in other words. Yeah. And, uh, what are your favourite subjects in school? Art and um, agriculture science, mainly. I like English now as well. What do you think you, that life would be like if you became an air hostess? Well, I don't know. I suppose it's really the same as life now only except you'll see more of the place Margaret what kind of work are you doing now I'm doing domestic work um, just up the road here and she's a teacher and uh, I start at um, nine and I finish at four uh, Monday to Friday and do you like that do you like having a job and having your own money well I do yeah but I like working with children as well and um, they have three children and um I uh, the money is great, and I think I like working with. Um, I like I like the work as well. So it's you know it goes two ways, and um, I think they like the children like me as well. So that's all. Right. Do you hand up any money at home then? Oh, I do. Yeah, I give up money towards the house, and I keep some for myself and. My own entertainment. Kathleen is 20 and she says... Um, I want to get a job. Um, somewhere near home, if possible. Um, a domestic job. I'd like to work with children. Do you want to get married and have children of your own? Um, maybe some time years to come. Most travellers who have big families to support need state assistance and the wards were no exception. But, says Mrs Ward of her husband... He didn't like to take it. 
He didn't want to take it. He'd rather be reared in his own money. He thought that there was something in it. So it's only for the past 13 years that he's drawn the dole. Was he suspicious of it in some way? Well, he was. He thought that uh, if he took the dole that the government would have uh, the, the claim of their uh, of their children, you know. So that's why he wouldn't take it. So when he saw everybody taking it and there was nothing happening, he said that he'd uh, apply himself then. He's very fond of his children, obviously. Oh, he's very fond of his children, even today. And the youngest is 17 years and he treats them as children all the time. It's they're children to him. When he goes to town, he doesn't forget you either. No. He brings back me, me it's, uh, my parcel and the children, their own, in the confectionery shop. <laughs> That's where he goes. Always brings you back a little present? Yes. Yes. Always. If he has the money at all. And how do the girls react to living in a house? What's so special about it? You can keep yourself clean and you can hang up your clothes and secondly, you, can, um, you don't feel the cold as much. You can get out any morning and you can you don't mind whether it's raining or not because it doesn't bother you that much and um, secondly I like well it's always kind of warm and there's a t you can keep a television and and well you're living in a house you know and it's it's just I think it's just a thing of living in a house you know tell me about living in a house what age were you when you moved in here I was about, about 12 months. About 12. Oh, it was different for me, really. I don't know, really. Because I really, I didn't know my own mind now before I moved in, so it was just different for me because I could run around and... Uh, it didn't bother me if I got wet or not. Did it not? No, I mean, I was too young to know. How do you feel now about the settled community all around you? Oh, um... Well, I think I feel much the same as I did down there, you know, down the other side. It's much the same to me. There's no difference, really. Only we live in a house now, we didn't down there. And the treat is the same, I suppose. Do you feel you can hold your head up now as good as the next? Yeah. I mean, we're all the same in God's eyes. So, I've nothing to be ashamed of. Are you happy now? Yeah, I am. But, um, I mean, I'd like to get a job, but I'm, I'm still happy, in, you know, in a sense. And, uh, How do you pass the time? What do you like to do most? Well, we um, go dancing sometimes. We usually go on Saturday, but we can't go anymore because Club Amarillo is closing down. And That's in tune. So we'll have to find somewhere else to dance to. But we 
We haven't really talked about it yet because we haven't been home many Saturdays. So we're staying home this Saturday. What's your favourite song at the moment? Oh, uh, my favourite song, um, Rivers of Babylon. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Here we will, when we remembered Zion. By the rivers of Babylon, there we Do you remember then when you went to your first few dances? Did you think that the people were inclined to keep away from you, the settled people, because you were travellers? Did you find anything like that at all? Um, if they knew, yeah, yes, they, would, they'd, they wouldn't dance with you, really. But there's a lot of people that you did know then that would dance with you, you know. But, um, did you find that hurtful? I did, yes, because I, I couldn't understand why. I never did anything to them. and Well, I didn't... It was very hurtful at the beginning, but... Like everything else, you get used to it. So it doesn't bother me. didn't bother me then after a while. It doesn't bother me now, really. Do you go out with fellows now from the settled community? No. Not from the settled community. Why? Is there any particular reason? Well, you, um, because you go out with fellows from your own, your own kind... And I think don't think the fellas from your own kind would like you. If they saw you were a fellow from said community, they wouldn't. Don't think they'd like it. And um, well, I never really, I never really gone out with a fellow from said community knows. So um, I don't really know. Would many of the travellers who are now settled, would they go out with people from the settled community, would you say? Would they marry them? I, I doubt it, really. I don't think that... Not in the girls, I know. I don't know about the fellas, but I don't think the girls would, would, go, out long, would go out with a uh, settled community fella long enough. No, not, not it wouldn't be her fault, you know. It wouldn't, she wouldn't, probably because she wouldn't meet them. She's more likely to meet uh, her own the traveller first and be married, you know, get married. Do you be- still believe now in the old method of courtship and matchmaking and that sort of thing that the, the travelling people always had? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't because uh, a girl might might like a different fella and then her match is drawn down with another fella and then she'll have to get married to the first fella, you know, to the fella her match is drawn down with. So I don't think that's... that's right, really. I think uh, the, the girl and the boy should be able to choose from themselves. But if, I think that um, if a girl and boy were fond of each other and they wanted to get married and they wanted a match drawn down, well, then that's, I think that's a different thing. They could... Um, they could tell somebody and let a match be drawn down but I don't think if, if they don't really know one another I don't think a match should be drawn down 
who would draw down the match and how would it be done? Well, sometimes it's the father, the two fathers, and sometimes it's might be somebody different, might be the uncle or somebody like that. It's, it's always somebody close to each of the the family. And what would be the idea of the match? What would each side be looking for? Um, m- much the same age, and if if a girl and, f- uh, and a boy are kind of seen together, well, the match might be drawn down then because they were seen together, even though they mightn't have uh, known each other more than a couple of hours. So that's how, a few years back, it was dangerous to be seen with it, but I think Keisha match was drawn down. <laughs> At night, <laughs> so, um, in lots of ways, matchmaking was was okay because a lot of people are very happy out of it. You know, people that have been matches drawn down years ago are still together and they're big families, so it doesn't seem to have bothered them that much, really. The travellers don't really. Uh, go in much for separation or divorce or any of that sort of thing? No, they don't. Um, it's for better or worse? Yeah, you stick together. Mrs Ward, the woman of the house, has developed her own pattern of life. Well, I have my own little chores to do. I do a bit of gardening. And I... I make the beds and... A lot of things, you know. But I, I have the full house to do here sometimes. Three rooms in the kitchen, bathroom. When I have that done, then I have baking to do. I do the dinner. And a bit of washing some days. No, nearly every day a bit of washing. When I have that done, then I go and I take a, a lie down. <laughs> That's it. And I'm very fond of doing the garden. Sowing flowers and... plants and everything else such as oh I don't be uh, sitting down you like television now too yeah oh I like television yes some of the programs other times I wouldn't look at all some programs I like now what do you like now well I like the Reardons and the Hulk (laughs) well I like him till he gets mad and um, there's a few other pro, the Bradys and the Brady Bunch and them. They're nice. What do you think of Eamon now in the Reardons? Do you think he's a fairly typical traveller now that has settled? No. No, he is not. He is not. Why? Why is he different? What's, what's wrong about him? Well, uh, there's, I think there's a lot of things wrong about him. He's doing the wrong ways. He isn't acting the traveller right, you know. He's putting that rap into it. <laughs> you see, the travellers don't talk like how he... Some of them. But he puts a lot of this... I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> no, he's always... I can't just place it now. But I know he's, you know he's not a traveller. Would you? Because he's going the wrong ways about it. Even the things he does? Even the things he does. Travellers don't do that. 
What do the ward's acquaintances who are still on the side of the road think of their settled way of life? They were, they were, I think they were waiting for you to, to change. But when you didn't change, then they kind of accepted you back again, you know. But at the beginning, they, they were, I think they were, they were watching every movement you made to see would you change. But um, once we start dancing, then the, the thought this was part of the the thing over going into a house, and um, the thought, you know, the thing that was bad, you know. But I think a lot of the travellers now is ex- begin to accept that the younger people are going out dancing, and it isn't nothing to do with the houses or or anything like that, you know. There's the story of a family that is well and truly settled in more ways than one. The girls feel very much a part of their community. And the last son at home, Jerry, has been a hard-working member of the school hurling team. Apart from winning two All-Ireland handball finals and a Junior Chamber Sports Star Award. He's now hoping to get a job in a factory in Galway. Life has worked out all right for the wards in the end. And surely Mrs. Ward's comment on her husband is a contributory factor. I think he's I think he's the kindest man of a traveller going to his family. And I'm not just saying that here now, but I, I mean it. He is very kind. Do you still love him a lot? Oh I do, of course, yes. I do. He's he's my husband. And we were never part of a one night. And we are married for 39, would be 40 years next September, the 11th of September. And we were never a night away from one another. So that's a big thing to say. <laughs>